and welcome to the Improv Teachers Director's Edition. I am your host, Lauren Morris. In this version of Improv Teachers, we take a look at the artistic direction of improv. It's a side project since I love teaching improv, but I also happen to be an artistic director. And I think that it is helpful for us to dive into what the world of artistic directors are looking for. So every week or every couple of weeks, I will take a look at our shows and line up at AdLib Theater and give you what uh, I think worked, what didn't work, what our formats were, and hopefully some tools to help you become a better improviser, director, producer, or just general human. Thank you for listening. So let's go. Thank you for listening. And here we go. This is Improv Teachers Director's Edition. about to head into our winter break here at the theater we have one more show but that show is typically the last show of the year is more of a celebration of all of us getting through another year together at adlib theater it's a lot of fun but it's not really something i'm going to give a lot of notes on so i will give notes on this week's show this week we had three sets again we had a student herald a road trip and then our house team I'm not going to go into a ton of notes on our student Harold. They did a really good job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Road trip was also fun. That's just a fun format to get to work those muscles. Um, really strong character choices and getting deep into those characters will let you sustain a set for a long period of time. What I did want to talk about was uh, the house team set. A decent set, a fun set, so that's always good, but definitely ways to improve. We've been working on our opening, and I think we hit what we've been working on, and that's making sure that our choices, our physical choices are different each time we go into a new concept, theme, or um, vignette within our, our opening. It's pretty organic, so we're never sure where we go, but we want to make sure that our uh, choices physically are different. Otherwise, we just look like those improvisers whose arms, like, I don't know what to do with my arms, and then you just are kind of making that weird wavy movement. Last week we ran a little short, so we were cognizant of running uh, longer this time. And we did a good job with that. Our first beat was um, pretty on point. And then we went into our game and it was around there. We want everything to be pretty seamless. So we don't like dead air or gaps from scene to scene, game to game. And that was definitely happening. We didn't have all six of us. We had five of us, but it shouldn't matter which version of us we are. This should not be something that's happening. So why did it happen? It was a lack of making big choices or really being clear that we were editing a scene or that it was time to edit. There was just a bit of confusion going on. We thought maybe we were in one scene when it was a split scene. And it just kind of slows things down a bit. Then there was... Moments when each player had a moment of just getting heady and way too much internal dialogue. If you are having a lot of internal dialogue with yourself, hence the word internal dialogue, I guess. If you're finding you're talking to yourself a lot on the wings, you need to snap out of it. You need to just make a decision and know that your team is going to support you. You need to stop second guessing yourself. And what I will personally do is I'll come in and make either a very big physical choice or I will make a you statement because it automatically puts the focus on my partner. And if I'm thinking about my partner, I can't be thinking about myself. And if I'm not thinking about myself, that means I'm shutting down 
that lizard brain that's coming in and trying to make things that are logical and just talking to myself. B2 is where we start to see some problems and that's because we didn't go deep. We like to follow our characters down the rabbit hole, but we end up staying somewhat shallow with our characters and not really starting to tag out and go into these deeper, um, into the world's deeper, really pushing out and expanding. And that's a lack of editing. Again, with five people on stage, if three people are on stage, if the three people on stage are the stronger of the editors, that means the two people who typically don't edit or don't feel as comfortable as editing or just not the go-to editors, they've got to pick it up. They have to pick it up. And there were times when that was just not getting picked up and so the actors who were on stage would find reasons to get off stage so that they could then come back in and edit. And that puts a lot of heavy lifting onto the other actors. The other thing it does is it can get the actors heady about like, oh my God, I've been in how many scenes and I feel like I'm just taking up all the stage time and I really want to share it. But it's hard to share it when my teammates aren't coming in and making some bold and active choices. So the notes were to stop having an internal dialogue with yourself and start making moves. Start being the editor. If, again, we all have strengths, but we should also all be able to do all the different moves. So if someone is really good at grounded scene work, that's great, but I also need them to edit. If I'm a really good editor, that's great, but I also better be able to do grounded scene work. We've got to be utility players because when we're down a player, it means everybody else has to step up and do more work. Um, and it's not really work because it's a lot of fun. But that was getting us in a bit of a trouble in B2. So things were getting a little messy. On this particular team, and I've been on stage for far too long, and I'm not getting moved. What I need to do is plant my feet and then just treat it like a, just treat it like it is and, and play with the scene I have. Um Instead, what happened this week was some of my bad habits that tend to rear their ugly heads from time to time came out and I would make some sort of side comment or uh, sometimes comment as the character on this uh, on the scene. And it's something I really encourage my students not to do. And in fact, I work with them to do it. So whenever I do do it, I beat myself up pretty hard afterwards because I don't like to be the teacher who teaches one way and plays another. So there was a lot of notes to myself of, yeah, sure. The team as a whole was, were, you could, you could speak the argument that the team as a whole was not supporting the scene that was in play. And the, because the, what was needed to happen was an edit and you and some other players were stuck in scenes, but that then, then be in the scene and play it or find a way out of it. And instead, I did just some bad habits. So that's a note to myself, and that's something for me to be aware of and something that I, of course, bring up with my team, and I apologize for doing that. We all have our nights. But I think it's important that I, as the artistic director, who happens to be sitting in, in, on this team and playing with this team, it, be aware of my shortcomings and when those things do come up, take ownership of it. If I can't take ownership of my actions on stage, then who am I to ask other people to take ownership? So it's it's one of those things where it's important as a leader to say, yep, that wasn't my best work. Here's why it wasn't my best work. And here's how I can make sure I put my 
best foot forward next time. And that's exactly what I did. And again, this wasn't like a terrible show. It just wasn't my own best performance. And it wasn't the performance that I know that this team has in them. So I thought it was important to share that with you all, because if I'm just sharing the good, then that's that we have enough of that on social media, right? Like that's not the reality of what life is. And the beautiful thing about improv is I never have to do that show again. So yay, I can move on. We can all move on. And then next week we get to celebrate the end of the year. And I'm looking forward to some holiday time with the family and friends. And we'll just another, and then we'll just start off 2019 with a a bang and keep this going. So, uh, so if I had to give myself some takeaways of like, okay, cool. What is, can you do next time? Uh, next time I find myself in that situation, I really need to focus on my partner. I need to focus on the environment and I need to just double down on what we're doing in the moment and not get in my head and then start making comments that are unnecessary um, or inappropriate or pushing the line. The way to do that is to continue to make you statements, is to make sure that my character drive, my point of view, my attribute is really strong. And if it's not to really define it, other things I can do is get very specific because specificity will breed ideas. And it also helps keep a scene sustaining and moving forward. And I can just know that I will find the next thing. So those are takeaway notes I would give to myself. That's it for this episode. It's a, it's a short episode. It's a fun episode. I think there's a lot of Good things we're walking away from this week. Again, student teams crushing it. Uh, about to have auditions, so I might do a, a podcast on what it's like on the side of the person who has to cast a team for those of you out there. And I and hopefully you guys have a great holiday season. This, um, If this is the last episode before the new year, happy new year. And if not, I'll say it again. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the Improv Teachers Director's Edition. Mm-hmm.